TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Hi, everyone. I'm Boomer Esiason, and I am so delighted to have you join us here on our all-new Game Time Podcast. Now, today's guest has led his program to 23 straight NCAA tournament appearances, winning the national title twice. In 29 seasons as a head coach, he's won nearly 77% of his games en route to the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. It's my pleasure to welcome Kansas head coach Bill Self. Coach, welcome to our Game Time podcast. Great to have you here. I'm happy to be here. We've been trying to do this for months, it seems like. It has, but you're a busy man. Mike Krzyzewski, Roy Williams, and Jay Ryder are among the national championship winning coaches who have recently retired, Bill. Now, as you approach the big 6-0, are you starting to think about the next chapter beyond the coaching grind yet? I, I, I am. I'm thinking about it, but I just don't want to accept it yet. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know how much I'm going to go. I'm not going to coach until I'm 70, but I, I, I still feel like I'm, I'm hungry and have energy, and uh, I'd like to be able to recruit off of winning a national championship at least a couple more years, and so uh, I can't see it in the immediate future. Yeah, I, I got to say that in mid-October, you presided over the 38th annual late night in the fog, which is obviously right there. And you had Shaquille O'Neal, a.k.a. DJ Diesel, as the headliner. And earlier that day, you unveiled the 2022 National Championship banner and awarded the rings. What are those experiences like through the eyes of the coach who brought those young men to a championship? You know, it, it's been time to turn the page for a long time, Boomer. Uh, but uh, that was one night that, you know, it's okay to live in the past. You know, it was, it was so good having you know, players from 08 team here uh, uh, that came on their own to see this. And, you know, it's a big deal around here when you drop a banner. And, and, and that was uh, that was uh, very, very cool. Uh, but, you know, just doing something that everybody respects so much around here just, just made it a pretty special evening. And having Shaq here was great also. You know, this summer, your Jayhawks took a field trip to the Brown versus Board of Education National Historic Site there in Topeka. So what were some of the players' takeaways from that visit that you can tell us? You, you know, since, uh, you know, in the last, you know, two to three to four years or whatever, with all the the many social issues we've had uh, uh, in our world, uh, and many of them involving uh, uh, African-Americans and, and many players that were touched uh, uh, deeply within my team, we, we've, we've kind of taken on ourselves to, educate ourselves and, 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 and become closer as a group by talking about everything. And it's been really, really good. It's been educational. And, and, uh, uh, we went over to Brown versus board. And of course they also came over here and, and, and did, did, a, a presentation for us to kind of explain what's going on. 
and and Boomer, I'll I'll say this, you know, uh, and 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 you've been you've been in the locker room and stuff too. Uh, even though we've been around, you know, a locker room brings every facet of the world to you. I mean, everybody's different. Everybody comes from different backgrounds. Everybody comes from different economic situations. It's it, it you 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 can if you've been in a locker room for ten years, you can prove in a football locker room. I bet you could. You've been touched and 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 know things that that nobody else in the world would ever have a chance to experience based on where they are and in uh, their point in life and and what they do. It's still amazing to me how uneducated we are uh, uh, about really understanding maybe some things that that people go through that we take for granted that we do know. And this was a great time for my players to educate me. Uh, it's a great time for for us all to talk and for me to understand where they're coming from. And I really think that as much as anything uh, uh, will help me be better prepared to coach kids now than I ever have been. So, you know, you and the university have long been battling a series of alleged NCAA recruiting infractions. Now, I don't want to get deep into the woods and all of this stuff and, and, and talk about, you know, all of those things technically, but let me ask you point blank, and we talked about this earlier, given the dramatic changes in college sports over the last few years, I wonder, is there any reason to even have the NCAA, and is it even relevant anymore? Uh, there's obviously a reason to have a governing body, and, 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 uh, and they are relevant, and we are going through our own stuff, and I have my strong opinions on the stuff that we're, we're going through. But we deserve to go through a lot of that stuff because we were uh, uh, our name was brought up in a in a in a federal indictment. So I, I totally get why we're going through what we're going through. Uh, don't like it, but I totally get it. But I do think there's some changes that that have to be made. I do think we have to have a, a stronger leadership in a lot of ways. And I don't know that we really know exactly what what that looks like in the direction we're going. Uh, you know, so much power has been given to conferences, uh, conference realignment. There's so many different things going on. You got schools, uh, uh, Rutgers playing UCLA on a home and home potentially. You got so many different things going on where, where, where money is driving the, the buggy and, and strictly uh, money that I don't know if we really have a defined definition on what our mission statement is. And I think whenever we get to that point, uh, I think it'll get better immediately. And, you know, you got to go through some crap to get to where you want to go. And I feel like right now we're kind of in that transitional phase and smarter people than me will figure it out. And when we do, we'll be much better off. But but uh, it's certainly been something that's been weighing on all our minds for the last five years. The loss of Texas and Oklahoma to the Big 12. How surprised were you when you heard that they were going to be leaving and going to the SEC? I was shocked, but I don't think I should have been. I mean, it's it's uh, the opportunities that they have is, you know, they feel is far better for their institution over time. Uh, uh, but but it, it was shocking, you know, Texas and Oklahoma bring so much value to our league from from uh, eyeballs and from a monetary standpoint, especially television contracts. But you stop and think about it, though, and, and the SEC, you know, loaded eight big big ten. I mean, those those two are head and shoulders. Uh, ahead of the other leagues. There's no question about that uh, from a money standpoint, from an exposure standpoint. But, you know, you, you look at our league and football, I mean, 
even without Texas and Oklahoma, it's a damn good football league. I mean, mm-hmm. Cincinnati was just in the uh, BCS last year. Uh, Oklahoma State's knocking on the door every year. Uh, 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 BYU has a, a ton of ton ton of potential, and always has been. And you look at basketball, you know, we 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 have played in the national championship finals the last three years, three different schools, and now we're bringing Houston in the mix. That's predicted to go to the final four again this year. I mean, it, it's it's and there's more. So I think from a competitive standpoint, we're going to be as good as we've ever been. From a monetary standpoint, I think that's what our commissioner is trying to do is make it the best it possibly can be, but it'll be better than it has been. Uh, uh, and I think the big, the big 12 will, will live and thrive. And I think you can look for additions to our league here, you know, in the relatively near future. So uh, the way we see it now isn't the way it's going to be five, 10 years from now. That's great, Bill. I appreciate it. Thanks. I know your commissioner uh, pretty well here. He used to run uh, the Barkley center here where the nets play now. As you, as you know, uh, uh, that guy's not scared to get in front of people. No, and, he's and, not. <laughs> no, I, I mean, and, and so, and, and uh, where we're at isn't where we're going to stay. I mean, he is, he is, he's going for the throat and I love it. I love it. Well, he's got that Northeast kind of like kick-ass attitude, you know, and uh, if anybody can get it done, he can. We're talking with Bill Self here on the Game Time Podcast. And this year, Kansas is marking its 125th season. So, Coach, are you looking forward to reunions with alumni players? And does this milestone get your current team amped up? Well, you know, we this is 125, and we actually do a reunion every five years, Boomer. So it's a pretty big deal. But obviously, 100 and 125 will be bigger than most. So I, I hope we get all the all the guys back, especially uh, uh, several of the old timers that have meant so much to our program over time. And, and uh, you know, we, we, we won't get some back, unfortunately. Uh, you know, the 52 national championship team was idolized here for years and years. And, and we've lost most of those guys, but, but uh, uh, there's still so many great alums that played here that hopefully we can get them all back and make it really special. You know, coach, they say, as the saying goes, heavy is the head that wears the crown under your players feel any extra pressure to try to repeat as NCAA champions. Nobody's done that since uh, Florida did it 15 years ago. I do like our team. Uh, you know, in, in today's world, and I guess it's different in NFL or, or whatnot, where there maybe there is a chance to repeat because you have the same cast of characters, at least for the most part. And I know, you know, there's always change after every season with every program, but but ours, losing five of our top seven, it, it's going to be a big ask for a bunch of young kids to come in and, and play to that level where you can do something special. In today's day and age, with you guys and you know your history there, the reputation of your program, you as a coach, the success that's gone on there, I mean, it's like you almost retool. It's not and, – and you reload because you pretty much can get the players that you want to go uh, – to have come to play for you. Well, it, you know, everything is, is relative, you know uh, – we can get the guys we want, but we still got to beat Kentucky, Duke, and Carolina, and they want those same guys. And and and, and then of course, you know, uh, teams in our league, Baylor, Texas. I mean, our te- our league is loaded, and and NIL as as you probably talked about it with some on the show it has totally changed college athletics and and how people are 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 approaching that. So it's it's a different animal than what it was even five years ago, but there's absolutely no reason and no excuse why a program like Kansas, you know, can't reload. Uh, uh, 
you know, there's no reason why we shouldn't be good year in and year out, and hopefully we will be again this year. You know, this is second chance as a, at a rare championship repeat. And I'm just wondering if you took anything from that 2008-2009 season that you could take into this season to hopefully not repeat some of those mistakes. You, you know, uh, in 2008-2009, uh, we lost all five starters off that championship team. But we had two pros waiting. And, and uh, uh, a kid named Cole Aldrich and a, and a youngster named Sharon Collins. And so so we went from being no expectations because we lost everybody to actually, you know, being a basket away from playing an Elite Eight game. So we, so we had a good year. It wasn't exceptional, but we had a good year. I, I, I think the thing that I probably learned, uh, Boomer, as much as anything over time, is that, you know, regardless of the faces, expectations don't change. And if you're good enough to play here, and if you're good enough to be recruited here, then you're good enough to de- to uh, deliver here. And and so even even though I'm not going to put all my eggs in that basket uh, uh, by any stretch, but I don't see any reason why this team couldn't be competitive and play with anybody. All right, we're just getting warmed up with Coach Bill Self. We'll talk about being coached by his father back in the day, and later coaching his son. And game time continues right after this. Welcome back to Game Time. According to Mike De La Garza, Bill Self's high school coach in Edmond, Oklahoma, kids just idolized him. He was the epitome of the big man on campus. He added for years after he graduated, all the players wanted to be Bill Self. Now, anyone who can pull off six game-winning shots in his senior year in high school and Oklahoma State Player of the Year, Bill, qualifies as BMOC. That had to be like the best time of your life. Well, it's pretty good in my coach if you ever knew him he'd know that he is the biggest exaggerator of all time so uh, uh, uh but you know we had we we had a good run in high school my high school teams when I was a sophomore and junior were really good my senior year we weren't as good and so we played in a ton of close games and and I happened to have the ball you know in a lot of those games late and and got lucky on on on, on some of those plays but yeah it was it was a good run and and uh certainly uh fun times uh uh, it's hard to believe it's been, what has it been, 41 years yep. since that. So uh, I don't know, it was a Mellencamp or, or Springsteen. I can't remember, but Glory Days. I guess we still all talk about it every yeah, day. Yeah, that would Bruce Springsteen, yeah, right? Yeah, we yeah. always have to remember our own Glory Days for yeah. that. As a matter of fact, you and I do have something else in common. Your dad was a lot like my dad as I was reading about your dad and how he would coach you in your driveway and he was always about the fundamentals and getting the little details right and how you'd drive him crazy if you didn't cut the grass the right way. My dad, my old man was the same way. I had to follow the curb and if I didn't curve the lawnmower around the curb right, then he'd be all over me. So I'm just wondering how that impacted you as you moved on further in life and then ultimately became the coach that you are today. You know, Boomer, I don't know how, I don't know how your father was in this respect but my dad was the biggest pain in the butt <laughs> on little things yeah. little things things that didn't matter you know yeah. uh, you know uh, uh uh you know if you miss a spot edge in the sidewalk what, what you know whatever little things but on big things there was nobody better nobody calmer no no nobody that could that could say okay uh uh you know what's going on what's your problem you give him your problem and then he would say okay no longer your problem. It's our problem. Let's let's figure this out. You know, he he was unbelievable at that, 
And I, I kind of, I'm, I'm getting better, but in coaching, the little things just bug the crap out of me. And I realized <laughs> later on, the little things that have anything to do with when it loses, it, you know, uh, whether or not you let a guy wear a wristband because he doesn't practice in a wristband probably isn't going to be the difference in winning and losing, you know, but those are the things that just used to drive me nuts. And, and uh, I can roll with it a lot, a, a lot easier now, but uh, certainly, certainly, uh, uh, he has marked me pretty well because uh, I look back and I, 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 I see myself doing the same things that he did that I thought was absolutely ridiculous. But, hope, <laughs> but hopefully in the big picture, it, it, it's actually pretty good because he always yeah, had a level head. I was going to say, fast forward a generation, your son Tyler was walked on for you there at Kansas and became somewhat of a folk hero at Allen Fieldhouse. And I'm just wondering if you've ever heard when you were talking and coaching your son, your father's voice in your ear as you were trying to tell him the same things that you were learning all those years ago from your dad. Oh, yeah. No, there's no question. Uh, you know, it, it's it's really hard at our level to have a son play for you unless he's really, really, really good or maybe doesn't play very much. Because right there in between, you know, if you're that – sixth, seventh, eighth man, you know, somebody always thinks they should be in ahead of your son or they can kind of create some situations. And and, and my son, I, I was fortunate. I had Norm Roberts, one of my assistants, his son on the team, Danny Manning, uh, his son was on the team and, and Tyler was on the team. They're all best friends. And so they kind of knew their role and they were able to put their handprint all over it. But uh, 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 it was actually uh, uh, probably as good a four years as I've had or five years with my son because, and I don't know how it was with you, Boomer, because even though our parents and as a, as a coach, you want to say you spend time with your family, but you still cheat your family a lot of time. And that was almost like a time to get something back. And so that was probably as happy a time as I've had coaching. That's great. You know, uh, country uh, music star Garth Brooks has sold more records than pretty much any solo recording artist in history. And uh, you know him back when he was just a javelin thrower at Oklahoma State. And I'm just wondering, I know you guys are buddies and you've done a lot of different things, charities together. I'm sure you've played golf together. Uh, you know, how about uh, you tell your teammate about Garth or your team about Garth Brooks? Do they even know who he is? Well, first of all, I, I would say something. Well, this dude sold more records than the Beatles or this dude is so more and my guys would go the Beatles. I mean, but he had so more than Drake, you know, he had yes. so Z, and I said, no, he really has, you know, but, but, uh, it's just a different generation. Uh, uh, yeah, my guys, uh, uh, they don't, they, there's a couple that, uh, that obviously, uh, uh, know Garth and, and, and listen to some of his stuff, but, you know, I, I t I'll tell you, uh, you know, back when we were in school, you know, Garth would play and everybody knew he was good, but he wasn't a big deal. I mean, he'd go down to the local pubs and play on a Tuesday or Wednesday night. And there was, was one more bar, Willie's Saloon, that we went to every Thursday night to listen to him play. And he worked for a sporting goods store that sponsored our softball team. We played on the same softball team. It, and it was Dupree's Sporting Goods. And as jokes, they would make T-shirts that we'd wear saying Garth, Garth Brooks World Tour you know, shirts. And, and, and it was, uh, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was incredible that, that we, we were witnessing greatness and had no idea that we were. And, and, you know, he wasn't country back then. He was Jim Croce or Don McLean or, or, you know, uh, uh, those, those type and, and, and just singing their old stuff. And it was great. But, but after he went to Nashville the first time he came back and he, he we were at Willie's saloon and he said, Hey guys, listen to this song. I'm, I'm going to try it one more time. And, and, uh, 
I want you guys to see what you think. I'm hoping I can get George Strait or George Jones to sing it. And uh, he sang it, and he asked how what we thought about it. And I'm not going, that ain't bad. It sounds pretty good to me. And it was if tomorrow never comes. Oh. So, 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 you know, he was, he was, you know, he, uh, he had it going on. Garth Brooks, man. But, you know, when I was reading that, I had no idea that you guys went to school together. Oh, yeah, we, we went. We lived on the same dorm floor for three years. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Have you met him? I have met him, yeah. Yeah, he's, good. he's a really down-to-earth guy, man. Good dude, man. All right, welcome back, everyone. Prior to the 2008 National Championship game against Memphis, Bill Self told his Kansas Jayhawks most every day, if not every day for the rest of your life, you will be reminded or think of this night. And I want to thank you in advance right now for the great memories it's going to be. Well, let's say the end of regulation in that game was a classic finish. It was set up by your strategy, if I remember correctly, fouling with more than two minutes left to play against Memphis and, of course, John Calipari. And I don't think John was really about the fundamentals and all the little details, kind of like you were brought up to be by your dad. And those details came back to haunt him and really help you. And I'm thinking about towards the end of that game, when did you feel the momentum shift in your favor? Well, first of all, Cal's a fantastic, as you know, he's a fantastic coach. And we 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 had a we had a great game. Uh, you know that was the first Final Four with, in which all four number one seeds actually made it. So it was stacked. I mean, you had you had Love and Mba Mute and and uh, Westbrook and all those guys. Darren Collison for UCLA and Carolina Lawson Hansbro, uh, uh, Danny Green, all those guys, and, and and then of course Memphis and us and and we both had great first round games and and. Uh, the first half we play well. We're up five, I think. And in the second half we come out. We we don't play as well. They play better, and they go up. When we go up from up five to down nine with two minutes left, and I had a I had a kid, Darrell Arthur, who was the the best player in the game. He had twenty and ten then. Uh, uh, he made a hard seventeen footer to get to seven with a minute forty five or whatever. And I told our team, hey, guys, all we need is somebody make a play, you know, and, and, and make a shot. We're right there. There's plenty of time. And and uh, we steal the ball in the inbound. Sharon makes a three. So it goes from nine to four in a span of just a few seconds. And then I'm telling my guys, I literally, I literally look like an idiot. I'm telling them, don't foul. And we go foul. And 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 uh, they missed a couple of free throws. They missed a couple of front ends. They got one of them back, but, but they missed a couple of free throws. And then we – we we executed on our end, and next thing you know, get down to it. We're up. We're up. Uh, we're down two, with about nine seconds left, and we foul. And and uh, you know, NBA MVP Derrick Rose is at the line, and he missed the first, so we know we got a chance. And so he makes the second, and 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 you know, in sports, Boomer, where you look back and you say, well, we really executed, but then you say, well we really executed we get really lucky and everything just kind of went right <laughs> and and it was just you know they just got on a roll and 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 as you know in sports a lot of times it's easier to play from behind than it is ahead and 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 we had a we we were playing a great team uh well coached well drilled and we were at a, a level aggressive aggressiveness wise that that we hadn't been at the whole game and so it, the, 
the table flip, and uh, it was some good playing ball. And then after that, then the game settled down, and then it was a basketball game. And then, you know, it could have been, you know, obviously we won it, but it could have very easily gone the other way. And by the way, you won the national championship. I won my bracket. So thank you very much. And that halftime speech was perfect. We're in conversation with Kansas head coach Bill Self here on the Game Time podcast. And Bill, I want to circle back to your dad for a moment. And like you, was also an excellent communicator. And one of his favorite sayings is now immortalized at the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. What does... Don't worry about the mules, just load the wagon, mean to you. Well, he used to say that all the time, and he probably got it from his father. But my dad was was raised in the country. Uh, 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 he graduated the class of six uh, uh, in a very, very rural community. And, uh, uh, and, and he had unbelievable success. I mean, you know, probably played poker and, and, and shuffleboard pool to pay for his college. Well, I know he did. And, and – uh, but he he was he was country smart, and and uh, that was something he always told me when I would complain or bitch about circumstances I can't control. You know, son, don't worry about the mules, just load the wagon. And when my dad passed in January, uh, in the middle of the season, uh, somehow or another, you know, that kind of became well known because on the in in Springfield at the Memorial Hall of Fame when. When we got inducted in 17, I told dad, I said, dad, I, I'm, I'm going to give you credit for uh, a quote. Like, you know, all the other coaches have Winston Churchill or somebody, some quote that they have uh, that, that means a lot to them or, or uh, John F. Kennedy or, or whoever. Well, I put, don't worry about the mules, just load the wagon on it. And he was like, well, where'd you do it? And I said, I did it at the Hall of Fame. He said, well, at KU? And I'm like going, no. And he said it. Kansas City, Oklahoma, where'd you do it? I said, Dad, I did it at the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. And I sent him a picture of it, and he was just blown away. He thought that was a, the neatest, coolest thing ever. And and so uh, uh, when we went up for the induction, he was able to travel then, even though he was limited. But but we, we were able to get family picked right there on that. So that's what that meant. And then when he passed, our fan base you know, got a hold of it and ran with it and T-shirts and everything else. And Next thing you know, I, I've got a, I've got a national champ. I, this isn't scripted, but I got a national championship Wheaties box right here, uh, <laughs> Frosted Flakes that they're selling in town, and on the back, just load the wagon. That's that's what uh, that's what people think around here. That is really cool. As a matter of fact, the other cool aspect, and I read this, and I want to know if this is true. Were you actually on Naismith Drive in Lawrence when you got the call that you were getting inducted into the Hall of Fame? I was on Naismith Drive. That is unbelievable. Uh, I, I, I got a, I, I, I've always said how cool would it be to office on Naismith Drive. I got a call from uh, uh, John DeLiva uh, that I was going to be inducted, and I pulled off the road on the side on Naismith Drive uh, talking to him just coincidentally just outside my office. He had called and I was getting ready to pull in. I said, no, nah, I'll talk to John instead of getting getting out of the car. So I just pulled on the Naismith Drive and drive down the road right in front of Allen Fieldhouse when he called me. So, uh, yeah, that, 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 that was pretty cool. I don't think I could have scripted that much better. You know, it's a great story, Bill. And our thanks to one of the great college basketball coaches of our time, Bill Self, for joining us today. I'm Boomer Esiason. I'll see you again real soon right here on Game Time. Bill, that was great, man. That, and that's that, that must have given you chills getting the call on Naismith Drive. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, I couldn't have scripted it different. I mean, it was, I, I had no idea. So, yeah, that was, that was fun.
TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 